Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. C, C, Senior. You know what it is? It's a dimly lit room where, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Communist Teachers. <laughs> and why are Communist Teachers our general manager today? Well, we have an update on the openly Marxist Antifa teacher in California. Uh, some uh, you know some feedback, some blowback, uh, his status, and uh, the response of our listeners uh, who've known him and people like him have been taught by open Marxists. It's quite amazing. I finally saw a picture of the guy. Um, you know, and we live in a modern world where lots of successful, legitimately decent parts of society are all tatted up and pierced. I mean, the t- times have changed, right? I'm an old right. man. But he is extreme. He's extreme even by those standards. And uh, you know, you hate to judge a book by its cover, but man, that does not look like a guy that's part of the mainstream teaching your kids in a public school. He doesn't look like it. And turns out he's not like that. No, and actually, uh, we might as well go ahead and spill the beans on one aspect of this. Is that do we have sound of that? I can't remember. This guy has uh, an ing sock. 1984 tattoo visible okay that is the english socialism from the novel 1984 by george orwell the evil oppressive murderous big brother government is ingsoc this guy took 1984 as an instruction manual (laughs) not as a cautionary tale about oppression i'm confused I'm confused, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into this more later. If you haven't heard about it, it's extraordinary, and I hope it's not common in too many schools. Um, let's kick off the show officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. It's Thursday, September 2nd, the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then. Let's dive in according to FCC rules and regulations, beginning at Mark. Any possibility of coordination against ISIS-K? It's possible. I got a question about that whole Afghanistan thing, but uh, first, um, just just one. <laughs> I've got several, but um, how about that rain in New York last night? I mean, nobody has complained more about weather in the news over the years than me. Um, no, indeed, and especially if it's <laughs> on weather and on and on, and especially yes. if it's weather that affects the Northeast, because that's where all the media is. They tell us all about their weather. Yeah, the rest of the country we have weather too. We don't tell you all about it. We just we just get hot or wet or whatever we do. Uh, but it rained last night three inches in Central Park in one hour. That is yeah. unbelievable. Anywhere on Earth for it to rain three inches in an hour is incredible. Whoa. It's the hardest rain you've ever seen for an hour. It's hard to even imagine. Well, and what's extraordinary is, you know, we heard about the the hurricane approaching the southeast and New Orleans for days and days and live team coverage, people lashed to palm trees and, you know, the usual hurricane coverage. And the uh, the death toll, while tragic down there, is quite small. 
I mean, it's a handful of people. They think they might find a few more, but, I mean, just immediately overnight, boom, eight people dead, at least in New York and New Jersey, and more to come. You know, Cheryl Atkinson, formerly CBS News, she says that uh, networks like to cover weather because it doesn't get them in any trouble. Keeps, mm-hmm. keeps them out of any pushback from anybody in politics. You covered the, today's big abortion story, you're going to get some pushback from one side or the other. And it is a big abortion story. As uh, as of midnight last night, the Supreme Court said, now nah, we're not going to jump in on this whole Texas thing. And the Texas law took effect today. And it was a 5-4 decision. Um... um Many of the justices that have been appointed by Trump McConnell, I guess that's the popular way to say it now, the uh, voted for. Sure. It's complicated, and Joe's going to explain it later, because Joe almost went to law school, you understand. Yeah, I seriously considered it, so I am the <laughs> show's legal correspondent. It's actually, it's not a story about abortion so much as it's a story about law right. and legislation. It's, it's and, complicated, uh, but that doesn't, it is. but yeah. as you know, that doesn't matter. Uh, that's not uh, that's not the uh, the way it's going to be portrayed, really on either side, um, as part of the culture war. So uh, I was watching MSNBC this morning, and they said, "Well, what is clear now is that we have a Supreme Court that is very hostile to the rights of women. That is very clear." This is from a law professor, just huh. stating out loud. We have a Supreme Court that is hostile to women's rights. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a whole bunch of old white men on the Supreme Court that just don't like women and think they should be back in their place. Even the women are white men. (laughs) Well, that's probably true. If if Larry Elder, as a black man, can be part of white supremacy, I think some of the women on the Supreme Court are old white men. Yes, they've internalized the uh, paternalistic uh, oppression of our society. Sure. Hey, my one Afghanistan question, for now anyway, is, so those numbers that the Biden administration has been touting for a week, and the, 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 the biggest airlift in world history, look at us, isn't this incredible? You know, and as somebody pointed out, it's like the captain of the Titanic bragging about how many people they got into the lifeboats. You created the problem, and then, okay, yeah, you got a bunch of people in the lifeboats. Ah, let's get back to the how you ran into the iceberg. Um, and uh, Joe Biden's uh, uh, harping on the, the the giant numbers they got out. But it's becoming more and more clear that that giant number of people was just random Afghans. They were just shoveling people onto the plane. And they did get a hundred some thousand people out of there. But very few of them were the the people that had helped us. And we specifically that very few of them were the 70,000 people that we were trying to get out. That Correct. This, it was just that, an enormous number of Afghan randos. Right. Does that count the same? I'm not sure. I don't think it does. I don't think he get the same credit for that. You were tasked with getting out. And, again, and here's another, another question. So I'm up to two questions. Nobody <laughs> can quite figure out why there were twelve to 15,000 Americans in Afghanistan and we got out seven and there are 200 left. Nobody can figure out the math on that. We got 7,000 of twelve to 15,000 out. And there are 200 left. Hmm. I'm I'm just not sure how the math works. Well, so somebody's numbers were wrong somewhere. Uh, to don the Captain Obvious uniform for the show for the moment, it, yeah, all those numbers are, are fiction. They're made up. You can't depend on them whatsoever. But so the giant number that they had been touting is not very many at all of all those SIV people that were supposed to get their paperwork and get out because they helped us. They're left behind. So it's yeah. it's considerably worse than the, than it was being portrayed. Well, and listen, maybe this makes me a bad person, but I saw a picture of There are plenty of, of things that make you a bad person. 
That's a good point. Um, but I saw a picture of some of the refugees at an Air Force base. It might have been Texas. I can't remember. They'd, they'd hit our shores. And there are three gals walking in a row, got the full beekeeper going. That is a twisted and ugly fundamentalist uh, branch of Islam that I think is is corrosive and bad. And I'm willing to say it out loud. That 1972 vintage twisted oppressive view of islam i don't want more of that in the country in the world no so now afghans in general if they want to come here and love this country and work hard and get ahead welcome i guess we'll we'll work through the whole refugee thing you don't want more of those people in this country right that think that that's okay oh okay they're in texas i'm slow to put together what you're saying so i'm utterly unclear so they grabbed random people off the streets by the tens of thousands by the tens of thousands and how many of them are okay with the whole beekeeper thing, is what you're saying. Right. I'm not comfortable with introducing tens of thousands of people who want women in the full beekeeper outfit in I, this country. I've seen it in the town I live in, not for a while. But I remember years ago I saw people in the full, you don't even get to see their eyes through the eye holes outfit. And when I saw those people, some women crossing the street with men, I thought, they're slaves. There's no way you can make any argument that they aren't slaves, and they are just as liberal as an American town as you can possibly get. Well, and your uh, your activist lefty woman types, um, they're absolutely in an abusive relationship. But you're torn, aren't you? You're confused because, wait a minute, I'm supposed to love and worship everything that's not America because America's ugly and paternalistic and white supremacist. But you can't recognize that those relationships, that situation is horrifically exploitive, inherently violent. The woman has no rights. You're not troubled by that. So your xenophilia trumps your concern for women's rights. Interesting. So people who stormed the airport without paperwork got on the planes. People who had the paperwork and went through the process got left behind. That is absolutely what happened there. That is that is unfortunate. That would make you mad. If you had well, followed the rules the State Department was giving you on the website there in Kabul, that would make you very mad. I have a uh, handful of first-person accounts of what it was like trying to figure out who should get in, who shouldn't, and uh, the scene around the airport. Okay. and uh, Utter chaos and a tremendous amount of fraud, which I hadn't realized. Jeez, I would have. I would have made up a fake something or other to get me on the plane. You'd have been in good company. How does mailbag look? Uh, it's, it's terrific, wide-ranging. From Harpo Marx to dementia. Wow, that does cover quite a bit of ground. Um, so we got that on the way and a whole bunch of other stuff to get to today. I'm looking for the, forward to that update on the teacher, because if you haven't heard that story and, and in clips of this guy talking, it's extraordinary. You'll be wondering about what's going on at your school. Stay tuned for all of that coming up. My favorite thing about the coffee machine, aside from the fact that it uh, intermittently just doesn't do anything, is the the, the dripping. It just drips constantly, kind of a brown water. (laughs) You know, there's almost nothing in life that the description, it drips constantly, is a good thing. You know? (laughs) You're right. (laughs) 
That's always a bad thing. Whether it's you, your car, your hot coffee machine, it's not good. Well, I've always been most amused by the fact that the garbage, if the garbage gets full in there, it won't run anymore. It, it stops you working. Coffee. It says garbage full. Right. <laughs> and yet, the garbage container is locked. Lest somebody steal the garbage. And if you can't find somebody with a key to take the garbage out, the per- to help protected garbage, you can't have coffee. <laughs> no coffee for you. <laughs> Loser. Oh, funny. Uh, here, oh, oh, my gosh. I forgot. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I did have one. Uh, Bubba, this was actually sent along by uh, Roy, the Marine Corvette. Thanks, Roy. You know what? I'm, I'm sorry, Roy. We're going with Brandon's instead. Well, I said Roy. We'll go with Roy. There are two ways to conquer and enslave a country, said John Adams. One is by sword. The other is by debt. Mm-hmm. That is something. He said that uh, a couple hundred years ago. Uh, here's the one that I, I was thinking of that Brandon sent along, and we appreciate that as well. Uh, I love this. It's uh, from Victor Frankl. Freedom is not the last word. Freedom is only part of the story and half of the truth. The positive aspect of freedom is responsibleness. That's why I recommend that the Statue of Liberty on the East Coast be supplemented by the Statue of Responsibility on the West Coast. I love that idea. What yeah. a great point. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then Brandon writes, of course, that would never happen. I'm sure responsibleness is a feature of white supremacy or something. It's not inclusive or some BS. Thanks for helping me stay sane. <laughs> Thank you for uh, helping out the show. Those are some great quotes, fellas. Uh, if you want to send along a freedom-loving quote of the day, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com or an email of any sort. Mailbag. That's a great idea. The more we can get other people to do our work, it's just fantastic. It's a very Tom Sawyer-like. I was going to leave that unsaid, but uh, true enough. You've convinced people to whitewash the fence. It's, it's really great. Thank you. Here's a nice note from uh, Dale in beautiful San Jose, California. Discussion of playing the harp yesterday. How do we get on that? I don't even know. Uh, I was at a music store buying my son a ukulele, and I asked the girl there what her instrument of choice is, and she's a harp player, and I'd never met anybody who played the harp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, Dale sent along some video, of a link or two, of videos of Harpo Marx, the legendary comedian Harpo Marx playing the harp. And I kind of spaced off the fact that, yeah, he was a brilliant harpist. I mean, like, symphony quality. I feel like if you're a really good harp player, you'd you'd, you'd wait for moments where people would want it or you'd have to throw it out there. Anybody want to hear the harp? No? (laughs) Sure? Just a little? No? Darn it. I'm really good at it. I believe you. Or if you're ever in a room with a harp, by golly, you're going to point out, hey, look, a harp. And hope somebody says something. Guess who's got two thumbs and knows how to play the harp? (laughs) This harpist. (laughs) Uh, Moving along to the correspondence proper. Once again, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Lovely program. You're the problem with this country today. Feeding bullets to the uneducated. You should be ashamed of yourselves. If you truly believe the garbage that comes from your own mouth, you should look in the mirror and see what the problem is. Good God, you're both a waste of fresh air every time you open your mouth. Which uh, garbage are they... Are they talking about anything particular? COVID uh, stuff? Or? I, I actually wrote back. I said, um, your note is rather short on particulars. Do you have any examples? Uh, but the very sincerely progressive liberal with some conservative values who believes we can maintain this country with teamwork and not tear it apart with deceit and lies. Believe it or not, I would actually like to know which of the things you think we're full of crap on. 
Oh, yeah. I, I wrote them and asked and said, best wishes, you know, me. I want to talk about that one drug that's getting so much attention that uh, some people on the right are taking and some doc- and some people are saying millions of people have been taking this drug for years and the left has turned it into just a joke that anybody would take this animal drug. It's a horse dewormer. Only an yeah. idiot would take it. What an interesting conversation that is. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Ivermectin, the joke, the the, the drug, rather. Uh, I like both the point made and the humor here. Uh, yep, Jack, you and I can't go to Big Five and buy a box of ammo, but the Taliban has ammo to burn in all of our brand new guns. How's your utopia coming along? Mine sucks, and I'm pissed off about it. And I voted three times to recall Gavin Newsom, hoping to offset the voter fraud, LOL. <laughs> Funny. S- signed Anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much voter fraud, I decided to vote three times. (laughs) Uh, This is interesting. On the topic of Bidenese, which we discussed yesterday, Michael. Bidenese? True international average of pressure. People that bad in health care. We'll we'll leave everybody anonymous, but uh, Anonymous writes, My almost 87-year-old mother has advanced dementia. Um... Oh, no, this is a different topic. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, Al Anonymous writes, as a 40-year-old man with ADHD, I have a theory. Here it is. Stimulant medication is hard to dose properly, even if you've been doing it for years. If I don't time my dosing of Ritalin just right, I end up speaking by knees. I think you know where I'm going with this. Oh. KGBBFSA, keep giving Biden a big fat, fat shot in the ass. Al Anonymous. Interesting. So it's just having trouble dosing his dementia drugs properly. When he's got to give a speech and then he talks like that. Interesting. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, I, I probably uh, as, as far left as you can go. <laughs> so, like, um, I've gone down those deep, dark rabbit holes where, like, the idea of like adventurism and just being like, why aren't people just like taking up arms? Like, why? Are, and you know, we have historical take, take taking up arms like yeah. against the state. Like, it, and we have historical examples of that happening and them getting crushed and being martyrs for a cause. And it's like. Okay, well, it's it's still going because it takes massive amounts of organization. I'm glad the board has taken this action to start the process to fire this individual. I know it's not something that can be done overnight. But this does not begin and end with him. He was enabled for years. Complaints were filed and nothing was done. And people bear responsibility for that, whether it's the principals, whether it's administration, Whoever, and I ask for a full investigation to root this out, not just from Intercom High School, but from this district. Good luck, my friend. That's a parent at the Natomas Unified School District board meeting last night. That's a district right outside of Sacramento, California, the home of the Marxist Antifa teacher we told you about yesterday. The first clip was the man himself saying he wonders why people just don't take up arms. And he's been indoctrinating kids as hard as he can and as fast as he can for years and admitted it on a uh, clandestine video uh, done by Project Veritas, if you're not up on the story. And the parent asks a, a pretty good question, you know, um, and he, he seems to feel like this is not a 
a one-off just rogue person that slipped through the cracks. This was a person people knew about, and there are plenty of other people that feel the same way, and hey, let's figure out who they are and get them out of our school. Right, here, here. Uh, there are a couple of other tapes I want to play for you uh, that I find interesting. Then we can get to some of the email response people talking about their similar experiences and some folks uh, talking about teachers' colleges these days. Michael, hit us with the man himself, the Marxist teacher, the proud Antifa member, Gabriel Geib, in clip 60. Thank you to every past student and colleague and friend who's reaching out right now um, in support of what is happening. Um, you know, uh, my personal safety and security is obviously my top concern at this moment, but also like they are coming for my job and what I love doing in the classroom. Um, and they yeah. are going to run this campaign and get public pressure behind them. And the, it is very likely that the district will cave uh, in regards to this, and um, I'm hopeful that they don't, and um, all support at this moment is greatly appreciated. Thank you. Okay, those are two different things, dude. One of them, you're worried about your safety. Well, I don't want anybody to hurt you or hurt your property or anything like that. That would be horrible, and anybody who wants to do that is a lunatic. But you don't get to keep your job. You shouldn't be teaching high school kids in a public school. Well, the Natomas District did, uh, they put out a uh, a release to parents and interested parties, which I thought was quite thorough and, and reasonable. There was a fair amount of excuse making, but they said, look, this is out of bounds for these reasons. They cited a bunch of rules, district rules, and uh, there's also a state law against what he did. So the idea that the district is caving, Mr. Uh, Gibe or Jibe, I can't understand what in the world you mean by that. St- You're in blatant violation of multiple laws that are in place for a good reason, by the way, you lunatic. Okay, a state law against what he did. What What is that? Oh, you can't forcefully, you can't advocate for pr- particular political positions or philosophies or parties or that So sort you're not even supposed to, as a teacher, uh, be leaning, uh, the, trying to push the kids toward pro-choice or pro-life, let alone Antifa. I read the statute yesterday on the air. I don't have it in front of me. I can find it. Um, it also, oh, it does speak specifically that no teacher shall indoctrinate the children into communism, which is precisely what he was doing. So do you remember when we had David French on the air and he was uh, he was trying to argue us out of our position of we we're trying to get this university professor fired who was for killing cops. And uh, David French was uh, was was against that. He thought that we were on the wrong track, and that we're you know I guess he thinks that's part of cancel culture, and we gotta we gotta be pro free speech, and we gotta quit going after people's jobs for what they say and that sort of stuff. Um, is that a different situation at the university level than at a high school level? Well, different the one thing, thing I remember that conversation. It was an interesting one, but um. The one thing that's lost these days, and uh, and I've got a great example of it coming up a little later in the show, is nobody wants to consider the question of degree. To, to what degree is he advocating this or stepping outside the mainstream? I mean, I am fine with this, uh, this uh, Antifa guy saying, you know, I think the government's a racist or whatever, pitching critical race theory in his own time or what have you, um, or even telling the kids, you know, there have been racist policies in the past. I'm also, fine. To- I'm also fine with he's an insurance salesman. He sells car insurance, but his website is all pro-Antifa. 
don't mm-hmm. think he should lose his job as an insurance salesman because, because as you know, he tweets out stuff that's pro Antifa. That would be a different thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Indoctrinating children is a particularly egregious violation. Yeah, I think that's what you're getting at with the the you know, um, different gradations of this sort of thing. Because we do the, the cancel culture stuff. To me, is people just live in their regular lives and they made a joke at a party, and so they end up losing their job over that. That's got nothing to do with the joke or the party. Right. Um, this guy's teaching children in a public school. To overthrow the U.S. government. Yeah. A lot so of you his... who really had a problem with the January 6th riots, uh, when it was Trump people, ah, this is overthrowing the government, too, just for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So the degree thing, it does have to do with his position because it's an especially sensitive position. But if he were to say, you know, I have some sympathy with marches for more welfare payments or something like that, I don't mind him saying that in front of the kids. Um, that's fine. You can express that um, as long as you express that there are other sides, too, and don't portray them as evil. But for him to be advocating the violent overthrow of the government, you know, what's really interesting is among his crowd, he's a pariah because he told too much. He didn't keep it secret. He had a great position. And there are a bunch of Andy No assembled a bunch of uh, tweets on the topic, but he had a great opportunity to indoctrinate and and educate and uh, recruit children. And he stupidly told too much he lifted his head out he effed all with all of us locally especially writes one antifa guy from northern california i don't trust anyone and it's for an effing reason um uh, he, he just gave thousands of may, maybe millions of alt-right and conservative people more ammunition in their fight about the left thanks a lot you reckless mf so this guy's a man without a country now um, boy, interesting text we got on this. So I am 100% and I want anybody out there who's a lunatic. I probably shouldn't say that. Because if you are a lunatic, then it doesn't help for me to call you a lunatic. Certainly uh, not. But since the teacher's name is out there, I just I want to make sure nobody thinks that hurting him or destroying any of his property or anything like that is a good idea. But we did get this text. So the teacher is for taking up arms against the government. But if anybody takes arms up against him, that's just completely out of bounds. Yeah, yeah. Usually people who are in favor of political violence see it that way. Well, that's crazy, obviously. There are two sides to a political fight. And if you're going to turn it into a battle of you know, of ordinance, well, then there's two sides to that fight. Right, right. So how did we get to this point? Have some interesting accounts from folks um, who who went to school with this guy or have dealt with similar teachers. Uh, Do you want to plow on, Jack, or do you want to take a break or what? Plow on! Plow on. Uh, Play me uh, clip number 61. This is James O'Keefe of uh, Project Veritas himself. What's most interesting about today is someone pointed out that this guy actually has an InSoc tattoo on his arm. You'll recall what InSoc is. It's the fictional one party in George Orwell's dystopia in 1984. Usually people are opposed to that dystopia. No, this guy, this high school teacher has tattooed InSoc from 1984 on his arm. <laughs> um, ignorance is strength. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Did I get that right? Ignorance is strength. He actually embraces this motto by having the tattoo on his arm. So I suppose it's possible that he has it on there because to remind him that's what our government is. Maybe I don't know. It's hard to imagine. It's a 
It's an odd thing to do. Well, a, a big part of 1984 and that government, that philosophy has to do with uh, erasing history as well, erasing truth, saying all truth is subjective, only the party can give you the truth, and, and that's Marxism. But uh, I thought this note was uh, was really interesting from uh, Al and or Aileen Anonymous. I went through the um, the state social science teaching credential program with this gentleman back in 2017, 2018. Even then, and, and this, this goes to the question of how the hell does this guy get hired? I mean, he's tatted up, head to toe, fingers, hands, wrists, everything with, with stuff. And that's fine. If you like tattoos, it's fine. That doesn't mean you're a bad person or suspect, but it's not like he was hiding himself. Mm. Um, and to that point, so she went through the credential program with him. Even then, his entire reason for becoming a teacher was to indoctrinate high school st- students to his Antifa ideology. He even tried to argue openly in class that North Korea didn't have prison camps, and that in reality, it was the U.S. that had prison okay, camps. Okay, so he's completely crazy. Part of the issue is that none of our professors backed up any non-liberal perspectives. When Gabe made comments that consistently differed from reality, professors smiled and continued class. When other students, including combat vets, would stand up to Gabe, professors wouldn't get involved. Instead, they would praise both sides for respecting each other. By the way, Gabe showed no respect for others and often became angry and verged on shouting when confronted with differing perspectives. Other students were too afraid to go against Gabe for fear of being labeled racist, bigoted conservatives. Um, I spent nine years in college, and never have I encountered anyone as insane as Gabe. Back in college, I swore I would never send my kids to any school that employed in him. He scared me back then with his extremist ideology, and he scares me now. Wow. K-O-N-T-I-F-A-T. Keep outing Antifa teachers. <laughs> Shame, that, That's some good stuff right there. Huh. Yeah. Wow, how many people, uh, how many parents knew their kids were had a teacher like that? Boy, we got a lot of notes from a lot of people who said, yeah. Uh, that one, one teacher said, I guarantee you there are two or three in each faculty lounge, especially in blue states. That's wild. Yeah, I don't doubt that for a second. Um, and we have some more reactions to it. I mean, way to later. the left of Bernie. Oh, yeah. Or at least what Bernie openly claims. He's a pretty savvy operator, Bernie. Um, so, uh, biggest change to a state abortion law, most radical change to a state abortion law in decades, is uh, in effect today. The law stands as of we speak right now in Texas. We'll have to talk about that in an hour, too. It's a pretty interesting story, among other things. You got any comment on the school thing? Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. are completely split over mask mandates. Honestly, I haven't seen parents this divided since the great Is Harry Potter teaching kids witchcraft debate? (laughs) Which was real. Do you remember that? Do you remember when people were saying that Harry Potter is teaching my children witchcraft? People that think that are the same people that watch a magician and say something like, that's not magic. (laughs) You know, someone watches a magician and goes, ah, that isn't magic, I know, he did it. Of course not magic, mate. (laughs) It's a trick. It's a trick. 
go along with it. <laughs> That's not magic. I know I did it. Yeah. <laughs> Decent point. Yes, no, it is not. He does not have magical powers. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Thank you for... Making that uh, clear. Uh, I like the picture I just saw that's making the rounds of a guy in New York because they got three inches of rain in Central Park in one hour. Uh, New York is flooded, and there's a guy floating down the street on an air mattress smoking a bong. So, <laughs> a man of the year, right there. Not taking things seriously. Which will Times fit in, man of the year. Which will fit in with the number of people who aren't relaxing coming up. That guy was relaxing, but you probably aren't. Uh, a couple other things. First, Poland's president has just signed an order to impose a state of emergency for regions bordering Belarus after a sharp increase in illegal immigration. Hmm. I'll be racist. Done. Yeah. You know, he's just racist against brown people. You know why he did that? Because all normal countries on earth control their borders and control who comes in. All normal countries do that. The United States might be the most, well, it is the most abnormal country on the planet when it comes to its borders. Yeah. Well, you have both parties uh, working on it. Both parties uh, have their interests in letting people in. Um, I was just seeing where, uh, what is it, uh, Social Security isn't going to be able to pay out the benefits as of the year 2034. Um, They're going to have to cut benefits severely because of the math involved. So, yeah, we're importing hundreds of thousands of young workers to prop up the pyramid scheme. That's my belief, and I will stick with it. So we'll explain the uh, Texas abortion law, which uh, a lot of people thought the Supreme Court was going to step in last night and uh, put a halt to it. Just hold on a moment. Let's think this over first. But they didn't. Um, So we'll talk about that next hour. Seinfeld's coming to Netflix. You know how many people like watching Friends on the streaming services? Well, now Seinfeld. All 180 episodes will be available starting October 1st on Netflix. I uh, Strangely, as a giant Seinfeld fan, I mean, I couldn't have been a bigger fan at the time. Don't have much interest in watching it now for some reason. I'm not exactly sure. I will tell you this, and and I say this with great affection for the show. I loved it as much as y'all did, uh, those of you who loved it. I think Friends has aged better. Oh, no doubt. Just as classic comedy. Seinfeld was so, uh, what's the word? So stylist, so styled. Of its Um, time. Yeah, of its time. And it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But it just didn't age quite as well. Really? (laughs) The toilet paper situation is back. Procter & Gamble, the largest manufacturer of toilet paper. I know I've been pooping like crazy lately. Is anybody else? Uh, no. Um, they're boosting production, operating factories 24 hours per day, seven days a week in response to the increased demand because of the toilet paper shortage that is back. I had not noticed that. I hadn't noticed it either, but I don't want to notice it. I don't want to go to the store and go to buy toilet paper because I'm down to my last just one ply, speaking of Seinfeld. Um... I don't want to go to the store and they're out. I read an article the other day that the supply chain issues are not even close to being over yet. Not mm-hmm. even close. It's going to be a long time. Well, like I said, I was at a bike store, uh, many empty bike stores across the country, and they said they were told late to tw- early 22, maybe early 23 is when when things will be back to normal for actually having you know their flow of new bicycles coming in. That's oh, crazy. That reminds me. I got to tell you about the burglary on my block. Uh, a little bit later on, we don't have time now, but it, 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 a lot of interrelated stories connected. Much more complicated than a simple burglary, friends. Uh, I'll throw this in now since we're running out of time for this segment. Many Americans have, haven't had a day to relax in more than three months, according to a new study. I haven't, but I feel like my life is 
Uh, different than most people's right now, but uh, I, I certainly haven't. On average, people feel are feeling overwhelmingly busy or tired three days a week. Um, talks about self-care, this and that, but the, the main headline of it is uh, about half of Americans haven't had a day to relax in more than three months. Well, it depends on your situation. Is that a pandemic-related thing, or is that the modern lifestyle that people have uh, adju- uh, adopted? And our constant interconnectedness, is that kind of what you mean? I can't imagine taking, certainly not a weekend, I can't imagine taking a, a, a day or even a half a day to just do whatever I wanted, like lay around, watch TV or something like that. Just can't, That's not even, I, I, I'm as likely to uh, play in the NFL this year as to take a half a day off. But maybe lots of people's lives are like that, according to this study. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut <laughs> as, <laughs> as an empty nester, yeah. you know, with a job that I work in the uh, the early parts of the day. Yeah, there's a little time to relax. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Has it always been this way? That's what I wondered. Is this an increase or has it always been roughly this way? Is it self-imposed? Are we not carving out time for recreation? Keeping in mind, it literally is the word recreation. That's recreation. Recre- it's not play per se. It's giving yourself time to make yourself whole again. Mm. That's the idea. No, better on better to be on the edge of a nervous breakdown twenty four seven than the recreation you talk of. Um. Uh, okay. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty.